and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie. I'm April Litmanski, and I'm here today with... Justin DeBoo. <laughs> it's not October anymore, Justin. Uh, it's Shocktober in November. What? Guys. <laughs> Shocktober. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. And, and who are you? I'm Colin Cunningham. November Colin Cunningham, because yeah. this is November. November Colin this Cunningham. This is a new month. So I'm sorry we did not get the episode out by Halloween. Everything went wrong the last couple weeks when we tried to record. everything you know is wrong yeah so exactly like, i had uh we had internet troubles so i, I that was, was like the last straw after I know. other problems though. i was i was i've been working on a project for the past three weeks like non-stop crazy and the life of a vfx artist like, like he really did not have time <laughs> to even watch the movies let alone record yeah so, I was, so keep your eyes peeled for the next episode of the mandalorian right colin <laughs> that's what you worked on yeah right? you might see some commercial that i worked on <laughs> Um, commercial on then, Disney Plus. Yeah. So, do you suffer from hemorrhoids? I, <laughs> and then, like the hemorrhoids are like animated CG and hemorrhoids. So, yeah, yeah, I've been working remotely, and it got to last Friday. This weekend was our delivery weekend, and the internet went out. It just died, and then I phoned Bell, and apparently some construction company was doing work and severed one of the internet uh, lines so the entire boo. area was was out for days we were we didn't get it back for like two and a half days which was yeah it, wait what did you scary. guys do did you I have know. to talk well, or I, had play to games games or I had to go to the office and work <gasps> and uh apparently i think it was like a couple days later it came back and then and then it went away again and it went away it was sporadic and then uh but some of our neighbors still don't have it back which but. is crazy. But you know what I did? <laughs> I watched some good old physical media from Gold Ninja Video, goldninjavideo.com. <laughs> oh, thanks, April. Cha-ching. I watched my been River Beast and Local Legends on Blu-ray. Oh, and Druids, Druids everywhere, I saw. Yes. River Beast looks fantastic. I know. Okay, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. plug it again at the end of the show, but let's get to the matter at hand. We're finally doing Van Helsing. We've been teasing it for a long oh, time. You've been threatening this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the film I've watched the most of the first 30 minutes of ever in my and life. And then I'm like, man, oh, too they, much. I'm bored. Do they ever pack enough into 30 minutes? They have, Holy shit. They have four major action sequences in the first 35 minutes of this movie. Yeah. So we should take a step back. And so if people weren't around for Van Helsing <laughs> fever when it was released. Was that like uh, Van uh, Helsing? Was, that was the COVID is, of the early 2000s. Yeah. That's right. Everybody, we got to lock down. Everyone's got Van Helsing fever. They can't get enough of Hugh Jackman in a big baggy coat. Yeah, Lots of buckles. So Van Helsing was a big deal because it was like all the universal monsters are back, baby. Yeah, so this was, I guess, the original launch of the Dark Universe. All in one movie. Yes. Which I didn't know that they were actually going to reboot this with uh, Kurtzman and Orsi. Oh, God. The the two worst fucking writer slash directors. And uh, Tom Cruise was going to be Van Helsing. So, are you guys fans of the Stephen Summers Mummy Mummy movies? I, I really liked the Enough. first one when yeah, it came out. Yeah, the first one's fun. Like I, when it first came out, like I was a big fan, and we owned it on VHS. Uh, I, the sequel I also saw in theaters, and I just didn't. I thought it was like cool at the time, but eh, I'm not gonna revisit it. Yeah, and I never saw that third one. Didn't like the the second one very much, but the first one was really weird because I remember seeing it with workmates, and they kind of marketed it like. Uh, horror, like a, a much darker. Did they? They did. Huh. And I remember we were in the theater and we were all very confused uh, about the tone. Because it's and like an adventure movie. My right? friend just sort of turned to me and he's like, At what point do you think they decided to make this a comedy? Like, we thought we were going to see a horror movie, like a horror adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the tone wasn't what we thought it was. But I think over the years, I've come to like it and enjoy it. I you think know, it's fun. The cheesiness. Yeah, I love The Mummy from the Word Go. And I like the sequel, but I like it more knowing that it was rushed out the door. It came out the year after The Mummy like was the released, I think. Did? Yeah, I'm it came surprised. out real fast after um, the first Mummy when they realized they had a hit on their hands. Wow. They're like, we got to get The Mummy Returns out as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe not that long. Uh, the Mummy was 1999. Mm-hmm. What? And The Mummy Returns was 2001. That's a crazy turnaround. It kind of looks it from what I remember. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's a first draft. Yeah, I remember the They're CG. Like, oh, here's the pre-res effects. Like, good enough. Yeah, the CG was pretty rough, which is kind of shocking. But I find 
you know, because it's always ILM that he works with, and you mm-hmm. know, they're bar none, probably one of the best v- VFX companies in the world. On the commentary track for The Mummy Returns, I distinctly remember the director pointing out, like, look, in the background, those characters aren't even walking. They're just skating across <laughs> oh, the ground. No. That's an ILM secret. <laughs> Don't point it out, man. <laughs> Uh, so Van Helsing was like, they gave Stephen Summers, who after The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, which were massive hits, right. the keys to the oh, kingdom. Sure. He can do whatever he wants. And then you get Hugh Jackman on board, star of X-Men. Mm-hmm. X- X-Men 2 as well. Yeah, Wolverine Origins, soon to come, his big <laughs> masterpiece. And I mean, Van Helsing also has Kate Beckinsale, who, had she been in Underworld at this point? I think she had, right? She had, yeah, because I was reading that Stephen Summers didn't want to offer this to her because he felt mm. she was shooting Underworld at the time and he felt it was too similar and she'd say no. So, and you also have uh, the guy that starred with Hugh Jackman in Oklahoma playing Frankenstein's monster. Shuler, he- Shuler Helmsley. <laughs> is that his name? I think that's his I name. I have yeah. no idea who that is. I think well, okay. He- and the guy playing Dracula, I know him oh from Moulin God. Rouge, and he was in so many movies I around know, this I time. I want to call him Charles Roxburgh. It's Richard Roxburgh. <laughs> Richard Roxburgh. Who I've, I've never seen <laughs> in anything. Charles Roxburgh. Uh, um, you have. You just don't know you've seen him. Uh-huh. Exactly. He's one of those actors. He completely disappears, which is not what he's trying to do. <laughs> he which is so is terrible. I hate movie. Moulin Rouge. I've never finished he it. He is so, um, but so bad. He's wearing wait, wait. So you many... hate Moulin Rouge? Oh, yeah. I can't. I, I can't I get through. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I would have thought that would have been one of your five. favorites. Why do you say it with like that French flair? <laughs> Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. I, Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I just, I think maybe I just don't get I tr- it. I tried twice. I don't get what it's going I could not oh, man, make it. My man, Uwe McGregor, and uh, I don't know. Who's it's the other Ewan person in it? It's Ewan. Ewan. That's what his friends call him. Ewe. Ewe McGregor. But if you saw a picture of... Charles Roxburgh. Richard Roxburgh. Richard Roxburgh. <laughs> and then him and Moulin Rouge, you would never know that they were the no, same person. No, you would never know. He also doesn't would. even sound like the same person. Wasn't okay. he in some like James Bond movie? He was like the go-to was British Mission, guy for Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, because right. I watched that recently. He's like the bad guy's second, he's the second in command. Yeah, he gets his like finger cut off in one of those By like... the um, cigar thing. Yeah. That's funny because the bad guy in Mission Impossible yep. 2 was supposed to play Wolverine. Wolverine. Hey. And he was also supposed to play Aragorn. Oh man, he made some bad choices. No, no, life. that's... Was he really? I thought yeah, that he was, was supposed uh, to play Aragorn, I believe. No, that and was they, uh, Stuart Townsend. Well, maybe he was also oh, supposed was it? to play Aragorn. Yeah, Stuart Townsend uh, was Dorian Gray in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I know who Stuart Townsend yeah. is. He's in Queen of the Damned as little oh, stuff. Right. Another <laughs> horror connection. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, we gotta, gotta so get to this movie. We gotta get point. to this. Man, we've got <laughs> so a lot this of movie, plot to get like, through. Well, let's let's lay it down like <laughs> right from the get go before we jump in the plot. Yeah. Why do people hate this movie? I, and well, we can each take a turn, Colin. <laughs> yeah, and now everyone say why it's bad. Well, instead let, of let me say good. let me say what I thought when this was coming out. I don't think I was very familiar with Stephen Summers. I don't think I knew mm-hmm. that he was directing this. Mm-hmm. So I just thought. Wow, that's a cool idea. Like Hugh Jackman is like a you know vampire hunter, all this sort of jazz. Uh, you know, it was kind of like Blade, and he had all these cool yeah, that's right, yeah, all these cool uh, you know tools and gizmos and weapons and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think I saw this until years later on hmm. you know DVD. I didn't. It was trash when it came out. Oh yeah, like nobody liked it. Yeah. I can understand why. Hmm? Oh, me too. But it did trigger all the Universal Monster movies being released on DVD. That's what I remember. Oh, really? They're they're that desperate to sell all those old movies again. Yeah, and there was, but it was a big deal because I don't believe they had ever gotten like, like you know, all the Gilman movies or all the Draculas, and right. it, there was a ticket to Van Helsing in the cases as well. <laughs> it's like, yeah. please see our movie. Oh no. Um, but yeah, why is this movie um bad? Because uh, it's confusing. It is so overstuffed. The thing that's the worst. It's about exhausting. It. Yeah, you know what? I was gonna say the same thing. There's just too much stuff in it. It is. And it's exhausting. None of it. Uh, is allowed to breathe and if you yeah. want to compare it yeah. to the mummy the mummy is kind of like light and on its feet you mm-hmm. got brendan fraser as kind of the grounding element in all of it yeah it's kind of like deadpan simple. comedy stuff and kind of like reacting not realistically yep. but big enough to you have something to connect to in van helsing there's none of that hugh yeah. jackman is a cartoon living in a cartoon world kate beckinsale is such a cartoon yeah. with her accent everybody in the movie. richard like roxburgh is ridiculous richard roxburgh is so over the top oh, it's oh, funny so much and i like it everyone is i think i'm liking it for the wrong reasons everybody is up to like 12 hugh jackman though is like kind of 
charmless in this movie, really. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't have do much anything. to do. Yeah. yeah. He's very kinda, bland. It's kind of Kate Beckinsale's show. She has all like the meaty dramatic stuff yeah well i'm gonna pick my favorite thing right before we get into the movie and it is definitely because we're talking about him richard roxburgh he is so funny every time he appears on screen i can't feel anything (laughs) he must know right Uh, yeah you probably get to the argument i i think i read in an interview or something like that is that he says at one point that he feels nothing so he acts so big in an attempt to feel something okay that kind of makes sense yeah we were talking about moulin rouge earlier and and like the only thing I know about like that character is that he screams, "I don't like people touching my thing." Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same delivery. Yeah, it's uh, just, oh man, over the top doesn't begin to describe it. This movie, nope. you know, I, I've seen it before. I've watched mm-hmm. about half an hour of it when uh, April was watching it the other day, and you know, it, I had to go back to a work. Few days ago, now I've seen it, and so I watched it this morning from the get go. I was ex- so exhausted. Oh, so. So exhausted. Yeah. I had to have a nap. I had to go back to bed after well, I saw watching it. Watching it this this time, <laughs> I came to the conclusion: if you watch this in fifteen minute yeah, chunks, yeah. you would probably end up being like, "That was a fun movie." Yeah. But like having to sit there, every action scene feels like the climax of the movie. Yeah. And then the, it just goes there, on. Yeah. There, there's one point, uh, an hour in. Yes. Which we'll get to that. This feels like the climax of the movie. Yes, where they're at the castle and like all the baby Draculas come out. Yeah, for the first time. And then, you know, I looked and I'm like, I've got an hour and 15. I'm not even halfway. It's like a 210 movie, movie, two hours and 10 minutes. And that's that's when your heart just sinks. Very long. And at that point. Very loud. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay, so, uh, you know, let's let's take it from the top. The opening scene, I actually thought was very cute. They do like a tribute to the Universal Monster Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. which I, I. I don't know if it fits in this movie, but you know the angles—they make it black and white. Yeah, it looks good. I yeah, and you start. Neat. Isn't it like the Universal logo turns into like yeah. the flame that one of the villagers is yeah, carrying? Yeah, I think so. And but it's, it's like the old black and white. Yeah, logo. it's like the classic. You know, the villagers storm uh, Frankenstein's castle. Uh, mm-hmm. It's alive and all that sort of stuff. It looks great. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who plays Franken's Doctor Frankenstein. Oh boy! Yeah, no, no. Uh, you mean Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster? monster. No, I, I, I meant also Doctor Frankenstein. Mm, yeah. He was yeah. also doing an insane. Thing. Oh, but then we're also introduced to uh, my main man, Kevin J. O'Connor, yes. who is uh, Stephen Summers' uh, good luck charm. Is that Igor? I believe from the yeah. Mummy onward, he's been in every single one of his movies except for the last one. I don't believe he's in Odd Thomas. Well, he was in Deep Rising as well, wasn't he? He's in Deep Rising. He's also he plays Doctor Mindbender quickly in uh, the GI Joe movie. Is he oh, always right. the comic relief character? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's he, what he is plays. In this. He's an art house guy. Uh, he appears in a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Yeah, he's he like in, in the Master, be, and there will be blood. As, yeah, there will be blood. He's one of the main characters. He was the brother, the fake brother mm-hmm. that shows up and is murdered by Daniel Plainview. So yeah, Igor looks really weird in this. <laughs> he's got a lot of makeup on. Yeah, Kevin J. O'Connor. And I'm sure he's like, please, Steven, why do I have to wear all this makeup? It's almost like they're trying to fool people into, like, that was Kevin J. O'Connor. Well, what's weird uh, about the movie is like, would recognize him. it's clear that um, the guy that's from the two towers, you know, Boromir's brother, who plays a sidekick. In this movie, he's like the the friar. Yeah. That's supposed to be Kevin J. O'Connor. Like, it's clearly written for him. Well, it's like, that's the comic relief character. So now we yes. have a comic relief Igor and the, the friar <laughs> yes. guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just requested to be Igor. He, it was like a meteor. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to play this role, please. I mean, there's also a Kevin J. O'Connor comedy relief character in The Scorpion King. So it's oh, like... Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> I mean, I, Stephen Summers knows what he likes. Yeah. It fits a certain template. I mean, this is the exact same template as The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. For sure. It's just there's a whole lot more of it. So what after this black and white fuck. opening, then we go to a James Bond-style opening of an adventure already in progress, which personally I love. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, but this I is feel like good. this opening scene, we really didn't need it. The uh, um, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Well, yeah. I mean, the argument I would make is I wish it was a different monster because Dr. Jekyll is just kind of boring Yeah, as a monster. Like if it was the creature from Black Lagoon who was supposed to appear in the movie, mm-hmm. but they cut him out at the last minute. Too much. Or I don't oh, know, yeah, the Invisible Man. The that would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. So we get the the 
big sort of opening shot of Paris and he's hunting mm-hmm. down the uh, oh but and there's was accompanied one... to it Colin <laughs> this is the beginning I'll say this is my favorite thing in the movie really the, it was so funny the first time that I saw this movie that I started playing it on iTunes I found the soundtrack on iTunes <laughs> Because we we have uh, so we have Apple Music and mm. people can follow you on Apple Music like you know yes. like friends and stuff yeah like, like friends you know April's dad <laughs> yeah. follows me or sister that sort of thing so you can see what people are listening to on and mm-hmm. I, I don't like that I don't like people <laughs> oh I don't you can unsubscribe from yeah, that I think can't you, can you turn that yeah 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 just, and then so I don't I was, want people uh, seeing that I listen to I don't know uh, <laughs> meatloaf on loop or something like that yeah. <laughs> it's like so I, I tracked the the soundtrack down. And then I think I was playing it on the the home pod here for April. I'm like, oh, I'd play this track. Like, dun, 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 you know, it didn't appear as much as I remember in the it movie. It didn't. It didn't. It was two yeah. big scenes, but but yeah, um, everyone saw that he was listening to the Van Helsing sound. Yeah, and then I think, you know, when, <laughs> was he getting phone calls or people coming to the door, being like, Colin, are you okay? No, when they when you stop the home pod, uh, if you accidentally touch the top of it again, it'll start playing immediately from where you left off. <laughs> Did so, you keep like hitting the home pod? I think it was like a week later, a few days later, we like and it was turned up really loud. Yeah. Ah, Sometimes when I reach over to grab my remote, my wrist will touch the top of the home pod and they'll start playing again. And people are like, what the hell are they talking about? We're talking about the Marco Beltrami score. But speaking of the score, there's another song that's played over and over, which is the Adventure Happy Music Sting, which is. It doesn't start until much later. Yes, yes, that's right. All the time. And it's like, oh. It's so generic. This is generic. Alan Silvestri. Yeah, yeah. This. This sequence, and like most of the movies, super stylish. Like, there's like a poster falls into frame. Hugh Jackman's like face is covered. Yeah, he looks like the the shadow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He looks like the shadow. And right from the get go, when he's fighting um, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mm -hmm. who it's like Robbie Coltrane or something. It is the voice, yeah, with a CG Doctor Jekyll, or sorry, Mister Hyde. Completely CG, which I didn't think looked great. I mean. No. We'll get into it, but the CG in this movie is real bad. It's it's a little dodgy. It's well, terrible. It's the stylized. argument I'll make for uh, Stephen Summers is I don't think he cares no, how good he, CG looks. He doesn't, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know, whenever he works with ILM, which I'm mm. saying is like has done some of the best character CG work you know in movie history. Anytime they work with Stephen Summers, it's always like we always joke. It's kind of like the B team mm. <laughs> that works, or the C team. But he has a, a particular look where it's a little cartoony. I think that he likes it to look almost like stop motion. Yeah. Like this... within the context of the movie. Like he's not shooting it to look like, uh, oh, I want to like make the audience believe this is real. But he does love to have the CG stuff interact with the sets. Yeah, it's more of a uh, lighting and design look of yes. the characters. They don't look mm-hmm. like real characters everything is very uh cartoon i mean i don't like dr um jekyll's design it's kind of boring no. he's just like a big guy but even like we get into the werewolves later and you know mm-hmm. uh dracula when he changes into his his bat creature version it's, <laughs> it's just very exaggerated and bad, but the bat the the dracula's wives look terrible uh, so we learn a bunch of stuff in this opening sequence though like the fact that dr jekyll is really jack the ripper oh, and right. Uh, there is a uh, prequel animated film that gets into that. If any of the Van Helsing That's heads right. want it, I've heard of yeah, that. that that came out just before I think the it's movie called came like out. the London Assignment or something. Yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Never watched it. Uh, you have a lot of cool weapons. I like the like weird like saw things that uh, Van Helsing has that he has to like. I noticed this time he has to squeeze them to get them started. Oh yeah, so it's he's basically like Blade at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets know. knocked back. He pulls two guns out. He's like, pew, pew, pew. Mm, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, stuff. so it is very stylized, and even like the opening shot of Paris kind of gives you an idea of the, the look of the film. Everything is very exaggerated. Like the and uh, this scene also introduces another theme of the movie: swinging. I hope oh. you guys like swinging. Man, By oh, the man. end of the movie, after they've swung Holy like shit. twenty <laughs> times, you're just like. Again, it is like yeah. it's like you think you're watching a Spider-Man movie. I don't like. Oh, yeah. Did he just really want to make a Spider-Man movie? He's like, I'll show them. That's his uh, audition. Yeah. Movie. So we get this. Uh, so he defeats whatever Mr. Hyde. He falls off Doc, the top yeah. of this uh, chapel. And everyone's like, "You killed him, you asshole!" Yeah. yeah but then Van the police, Helsing! the police look up and they see Van Helsing standing at the top of this building. 
it must be 500 feet high. There is no way you can barely make out who this person oh, is. This happens constantly. Like, characters are screaming, like, at the oh, end yeah. of the movie, like, a mile away on a bridge in the pouring rain. They're like, I'm going to throw something okay, to you. Okay, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so after this scene, this is when there's a little scene with the um, priest. Yeah, we get, to, we get to the Vatican, basically. So yeah. it's revealed that, uh, and again, the, the churches and cathedrals are huge. It looks like they're five times as big as they should be. <laughs> and uh, so he goes to meet this priest. And the priest, it was like the confessional booth is like an elevator. And it takes him down into this like James Bond lair. It's one hundred James Bond to the point where I'm like, they're making a joke, right? Mm. Like this yeah, is of a course. joke. This is. Did you notice that like there's all religions yes. that are working yeah, there? Yeah, I like, I that. like that. That was a cool. Touch. That was a cool touch. It was literally they one had, person um, from every religion. Yeah, so they have like yes. Buddhist monks there. Yeah. yeah, they had some rabbis. So it's like you know implied that it's a multinational organization, mm-hmm. much like you know GI Joe or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Which Stephen <laughs> Summers would then make a not very good movie about yeah right. and then we make uh, or sorry we meet uh david wenham who is faramir, faramir. From Lord of the Rings. uh no idea what his name is in this but it doesn't matter monk monkman monk friar no, yeah. he's, monk he friar. keeps saying <laughs> yeah, i'm not a the monk grandfather of the classic character monk played by tony shalhoub <laughs> his thing is uh i'm not a monk i'm a friar which means i'm allowed to fuck oh yeah comes uh, this monk multiple times. he kind of talks like this he's got a voice like this. and he and, he, so and he's got a hunch when he walks does he really yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah, like yeah. he's hunched over. And he's got he's got these big protruding ears. I think they put putty behind his ears to make them stick out like mm, this. But, I mean, that's boy. what we call comedy. Okay, so his monk name is Carl. All right. Carl? <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's basically the Q. So he, wait, wait, wait. He, Did we skip a scene? What? Didn't we skip like Kate Beckinsale fighting against a werewolf? No, that's the I next think scene. That comes okay. Later. Yeah, because they first oh. have to explain who she is, which is so convoluted. Mm. I, you know. So oh, yeah, we're my into God. so convoluted. David Wenham pretty much uh, is the Q. He makes all these cool contraptions. He's got this like new Gatling gun crossbow that he gives uh, Van Helsing, and then this bomb that they set up. He's like, oh, I still don't know what this bomb is for. So oh, this, yeah. Not much of a payoff to that one. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a, it's got the power of the sun. I wonder what Yeah, I wonder what I could use yeah. that would be damaged by the sun. Which, again, oh, who knows? <laughs> it, this scene and the following scene where it's actually used is like right out of Blade. Even the effects, yeah. right out of Blade too. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of boring. Even the effects are exactly <laughs> the same. In this scene, you get like the huge set that like only for this scene it shows up and it's all practical, mm-hmm. like all the stuff going on in the background. Yeah, that's so the, I love that. The, the one thing about this movie is the production design is amazing. Like the actual mm-hmm. uh, yeah. practical sets are huge. Definitely look yeah. like sets, but that's okay in a movie yeah, like this. You know? No, no, no. Yeah, it's fine because it's so stylized yeah, to look it, like that. Yeah, It's so good. Like yeah, it, it, they don't gel so. very well with the CG, but the, the sets are really impressive. Like, holy crap. Uh, you don't really see that anymore. Especially so after Van Helsing gets his mission to go kill Dracula, it's I very think? vague. Uh, and yeah. they, save Kate Beckinsale. They kind of bring up Kate Beckinsdale. And <laughs> Beckinsdale. What is her name? Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Beckinsale? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Yes. I've been calling her crab. Oh, no. <laughs> no wonder she hasn't returned my calls. <laughs> um, Kate Beckinsale. So what are they? They? She's like from the long line of vampire hunters or something uh, in Transylvania. And then. Yeah, it's very convoluted, like you said. It's just, but who cares? And then if she dies then none of her ancestors will get into heaven or something yeah it's it's right so yeah because she needs to kill dracula and if she doesn't then none of her ancestors get to go to heaven it's for just, some reason what yeah exactly and then uh we are introduced. and then we're introduced to her or are we because we're actually introduced to her brother and yeah. kate beckinsale has a ridiculous transylvanian <laughs> accent her this. accent is so funny <laughs> we have to kill dracula <laughs> And she's <laughs> whoa, Kate Beckinsale's in the room with yeah. us. No, it's Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, uh, she's dressed like a gypsy pirate. And I, yes. I kept thinking the whole movie, how is she doing all these action sequences in a corset that tight? I know she was. Or very did thin. you see how high her her uh, shoes were? Uh, yeah, like they're like massive five. high heels. That, yeah. yeah, that was her waist is like cinched in, <laughs> but like, like six inches. You can't run around in a I think it was like a fake corset because like if it was really squeezing you that tight 
you wouldn't be able to run around and jump around like she does so much. Those are much. the CG effects nobody noticed. Yeah, they probably... That, like, Kate uh, Beckinsale at the time weighed, like, 320 pounds. <laughs> oh, we... And they, like, ILM slimmed her down. No, they we CG'd noticed. a corset on her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did mention how uncomfortable it was and that she wanted to burn it at the end of the movie. Mm. But they, they probably so, yeah, have so this whole course. sequence, uh, Beckinsale's brother, he's tied up on a post. You think he's going to be sacrificed to the wolfman, but it's a bait and switch. They just want to capture the wolfman. Yeah, they want to kill this wolfman. So this is in Transylvania. And yeah, we get the first glimpse of the CG wolf. And mm-hmm. I remember... Wait, you say glimpse. You mean we see him like right on camera. Yeah, he's... He, no hiding him. He's right there in like daylight. Yeah. And uh, it it does not look good. This movie's from 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I see him bad. so much in this movie that I'm like, eh. Like, it doesn't really bother me. No. Like, there's only so much that I could be like, this looks terrible. It's funny. I was, when there's uh, so much of it. I remember I was working at this VFX company years ago, and we were doing a pitch. I guess it might have been for the Wolfman that eventually mm. became the Benicio Del Toro one. But uh, my boss was like, you know, we got to do a little shot of like a CG Wolfman or something like that. And so... I'm like, all right, we got to find movies with like a Wolfman, a cool design. And then somebody recommended this movie. And I remember watching Aww. it at work. <laughs> like, oh my I think God. it looks terrible. Uh, so do you think, uh, he doesn't really bother me. Do, what would you have changed? Like, was it been design wise? You know what? You can't, sh- you can't change the way that Stephen Summers is shooting it. No. He's like, um, do you know who I am? Yeah. Is his answer I just thought the design that. was a little too blocky. Um, he looks like a cartoon. Yeah. It is, like, it is he's very like I will say very small waist, big shoulders, I will say pointy that ears. His CG, you know, his look that he that mm. he likes fits very well with the tone of his movies. Yes. So I don't yeah, know. I you guess know, it's consistent. You couldn't have uh, an amazingly realistic, frightening looking mm. Wolfman in this movie. I don't think. I think it it fits very well. I like how slobbery he is. He's always <laughs> He's slobbering all slobbery. over the place. The yeah. mouth is a little weird. They have that kind of plasticky uh, teeth mm. look. Uh, teeth are very, very tricky to get right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only in like recent years that they've kind of nailed it. But back then, everything just had this like very plasticky look to it. And I think that's where it kind of fails. So I think this action scene is actually pretty fun. Like there's yeah. like, oh, this is going to happen. Then, oh, this happens yeah. and this goes wrong. And then like Kate Beckinsale flipping all over the place. Oh, yeah, is she ever. <laughs> now, does this go into the action sequence in um, is, no. is it Transylvania? Well, it, it, it ends with um, Kate Beckinsale's brother pushing her out of the way, being hit by the wolfman and falling off the cliff. Yeah, and he falls into the water, falls into a matte yeah. painting below her. And then I believe it cuts to Dracula in his castle. Uh, yeah. Then we're back to uh, Transylvania village attack. Mm-hmm. And so this is another huge action scene. Hugh Jackson. Jackson <laughs> scene. Huge action scene with Hugh Jackson. Yes. So at this point, we're at the 35 minute mark. In Wait, this movie. is this the one that's during the day that's in the village? Yes, there? this okay, is the one yeah. during the day. So this one's really long. This was it's insane. so long. So yeah, like Van Helsing shows up in Transylvania, and I guess this is the village where Kate Beckinsdale lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of meets her, and then Dracula's three brides attack uh, and they the keep village. picking her up. <laughs> And trying to take her away because Dracula wants to kill him. They're not trying to kill her yet, even though later in the movie, they just keep saying how, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. at this point, they just want to like capture her, which is why they keep trying to pick her up and fly her away, and she's flying all over the place. Yeah, th- This is a scene that, like, in previs, someone should have been like, like, Hugh Jackman's not really, like, Van Helsing ain't doing much in this scene. He's just kind of standing there shooting his repeater crossbow. And, like, missing. I mean, he can cut some of this stuff out. It's weird. Yeah, the cow has, like, a more memorable scene than, <laughs> than Van Helsing. I mean, in this scene, I like how it ends, where it's like uh, Van Helsing realizes he has to like get to the holy water, and there's a weird, out of style montage of him just being hit up against walls over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's very strange and uh, yeah. odd choice. <laughs> yeah, it's so long. I mean, it's it's fun, but I mean, yeah, it is. You haven't, and there's really... like lots of back and forth, these, and like these, different choices they have to make. These characters have barely met. Like we're barely mm. starting yeah. the plot of this movie and it's at the 35 minute mark <laughs> we've had so many false starts well this set was where i was starting to feel like nauseated because there's just so much movement <laughs> there is yeah their action sequences most of them are just moving a lot and people characters yeah. moving around and i a think lot. but i would argue that steven summers the way he directs action i 
I mean, I can't say because I've never been on set with him. He feels like he has it all storyboarded and he just shoots it that one way. For sure. Because yeah. you don't feel much coverage in these action you sequences. You probably have to shoot it that way when you are you have so much CG. You can't really, mm-hmm. you can't really wing it with CG. Yeah. Especially- well, I mean, uh, you... I would argue that a lot of people wing it, you, <laughs> even though there's a lot of CG in their you movies. You could, and you pay dearly and for it. And this, yeah. this movie, Bay. I mean, this movie is already, this is like $170 million this cost, apparently. Uh, 2004 money, so that's that's all. Well, at least it was a massive success uh, and led to all the Van Helsing sequels. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens after this well, sequence, after the big vampire bride? This, this, is, uh, this is where I, I had to go back to work. I had to go back downstairs to work. <laughs> you just passed out. So I said, like, there's too much excitement. I'm like, oh. okay, this is all I can take. You know, I kind of finished dinner. I got to get back to work. Yeah. I'll finish it later. And I think the last image that I saw was Kate Beckinsdale getting picked up by one of the brides and flown away. But she's like hanging in front of a, a blue screen and it looks really fakey. And then mm-hmm. I worked downstairs for a while and then came back like an hour later and she again was being picked up by one of the brides. Yeah, yeah it, it keeps happening. Is <laughs> like, that all that happens to her in this movie? She's constantly getting dragged around. But no, I think next is we finally get some downtime where characters talk to each other. Yeah. We, Wait, but isn't it Dracula and his bride? We go back to Dracula's two, yeah. lair. So uh, one of the brides is killed. And he talks to Igor too. And then he's talking to the, yeah. the, the werewolf But the way guy. he... Does he talk? Or does he scream? <laughs> oh, he screams. Exactly. The first thing he does, the first thing we see is he's sleeping in his coffin and uh, it has this sort of CG layer of ice on top that breaks apart every, I guess, time Again, he comes out of it. weird choice, yeah. but okay. And the first thing he does is scream <laughs> when he comes ah. out of the coffin. Uh, and then you realize that he's captured the werewolf. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's brother. Uh, which you don't know at the time, April. We Stop. don't know that's his brother. No, you just spoiled it. Yeah, who could it be? <laughs> Some random werewolf? Yeah, you see, it's really funny, actually. It was a uh, a good laugh at this scene because you kind of see the the shadows of Igor like prodding it with some electrical. Were those prod. shadows CG? Because they looked a yes. little cartoony. Uh, the the they werewolf were CG. definitely was. Well, uh, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> so yeah, you hear Igor like prodding it and zapping it and it's yelling. And then Dracula's like, "Oh, you're just gonna spend all day tormenting that poor creature?" And, and he, he says. Goes- that's what I do. It's what I do. I laughed. <laughs> I thought do he was unto funny. others before they do unto you. Yeah. But this is the first scene also that you see Dracula has these little mini like minions. <laughs> yeah, like Jawas. <laughs> like ja- but Jawas I was mixed with uh um... They look like the Knights of Ren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were in like clock. Wow. Well, yeah, if they were little people. Yeah, they're, they're, they're druids. I don't know. But they have these oh, like they're druids. Yeah, they have these like little Knights of Ren face masks and they have like uh this I don't know, electronic like noise thing. Like mm. very weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so now finally Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale can finally introduce themselves. Yeah. They're probably like forty five minutes, fifty minutes into the movie. And she's like, I'm going to kill Dracula. And he's like, I'm here and to help And he's like, you. no women allowed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah, they're in uh, her, the castle that she lives in, that her father lived in. Humongo Castle. Dracula used to live in this castle. Uh, and then they drove him out, I guess. And then her father went it's after confusing. him and went missing, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, she's like, you sit here, have a drink. I'm going to go chase Dracula. And then he, he gasses her. Yeah, he, yeah, he drugs knocks her, her which is not cool. <laughs> For like... Does he just have knockout gas? And why? Do yeah, he... I think Hugh Jackman says like we have to go in the morning or something like that. Like I we shouldn't know. go at he night. Does, yeah, because uh, the next scene is Kate Beckinsale by herself. So I assume Hugh Jackman just went like went for a nap or it's something. Very weird. <laughs> yeah, and now it's night, and she wakes up, and she's being stalked by a werewolf. Yeah, she sees these uh, like wet footprints on the ground of like a werewolf, and I guess it's revealed that it's her brother. Brother was bitten by a werewolf mm, in I the guess previous he, scene. Yeah. yeah, when he fell off into the water. Um, yeah, but the thing is he, every time a cloud passes in front of the moon, he changes back to human form. And then when the cloud moves away, he changes back into a werewolf. Like, does that happen every single yeah. time a cloud and passes? And how about that animation when he's transforming back and <laughs> yeah. forth? It's like he well, busts out of his own skin. Yeah. And then when he turns I remember back, they were very proud of that when they were talking about it in interviews. Well, the first that, time like, it oh, happens, it's We found a new pretty, way to, for him to transform. Yeah. It's, just it's pretty neat. It's, it's like an interesting... Yeah, but the the fact that he has to do it every single time, I, I, like if a single cloud goes in front it of the moon, it don't really make no sense. That would be exhausting. <laughs> that would be exhausting. So many things in this movie don't make. What no if it's sense. a windy day and you got like clouds going across the moon really fast? Is he going to change back and forth? 
Yeah. Every single time. Every single time. So Kate Beckinsale doesn't want Hugh Jackman or anybody to hurt her brother, even though he's a bloodthirsty werewolf. And he tries to, uh, Hugh Jackman, Van Helsing, tries to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Unsuccessfully. Yeah. And he kind of escapes the castle and goes back into the village square at night. And then this villager, this gra- grave digger. This weirdo's there. Another character up. we don't <laughs> uh, need. Another Kevin J. O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. This guy keeps showing up. He looks like Beetlejuice or something with a top hat. <laughs> he looks like not uh, the hat. I don't know. The guy from um, Adam's family. <laughs> yeah, like Lurch or something. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he's digging graves, and then like he gets killed by the the werewolf. Uh, Hugh Jackman, what like shoots the werewolf or it escapes or he something. He tries and like it that. escapes, and uh, he's like, she's like, that's my brother. But I think this scene just ends with them waiting until morning and then going off to fight to fight Dracula, right? I think she says that Dracula has a cure <laughs> on top of everything How that this movie this? is doing know. for like werewolves. Yeah. Uh, now Dracula has a cure for some reason for, for werewolfism. Lycanthropy? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Uh, so And uh, another thing is that like an, an example of its overstylization is like in the scene where the werewolf attacks Kate Beckinsale, it's raining. And then Hugh Jackman goes outside and it's snowing. Right. And it's like, and there's fog. It's like, ah, it's just everything is happening. Yeah, there's no, and it's it just too matter. much. It's like whatever looks yeah. coolest for the moment. Yes. You know, screw consistency or any of that stuff. We have so much to get to. Oh, and now we're at the... We're going to have to... we got to blow through. I don't think we're going to be able to do every sequence. We can't... I'm not doing over an hour on this movie. I'm sorry, because (laughs) it's just every scene is too much. Wait, guys. Wait, guys. We're not even at the halfway mark yet. It's too much. So now we're back at... Dracula has taken over Frankenstein's castle, (laughs) and now Igor is, like, getting all the equipment working again. And then... So now Dracula has some plan... That he wants to use the Wolfman for some reason. Okay, so he needs to use the Frankenstein <laughs> machine to um, reanimate his vampire babies. Yeah, he's got all, yeah hundreds of eggs underneath does his he, castle. Thousands yeah. of eggs. Does, does he hook up the werewolf to this machine? He does. I think like the idea is that the creature will be like a transistor that like the energy can pass through. So it has to be. To they tried it on humans, creature. but they die. Yeah, he has so to it be doesn't like work. A, a, a supernatural being or something like that. So mm. he tries it out Such on the a werewolf. Weird idea. And yeah, so then he charges and all these like uh, uh, eggs reanimate and all these like little bat creatures come and to they life. They look again. And 100% so cartoony. this is the moment where I'm thinking this feels like the climax of the movie mm-hmm. because so much has happened in this movie. And yeah, and I can easily have an end here and be. Hey, no problem. I think I commented that the vampire babies, when they're flying around, look like emojis. Uh, and I stick by <laughs> From that. From the classic Patrick Stewart starring film emoji? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. The poop emoji. You know, like the purple bat emoji? <laughs> yeah. That's what does. I thought it looked like. Yeah. Uh. So they, they come to life, and uh, it's like hundreds of them, and they swarm the town and attack the townspeople. So then it's kind of like realized. Uh, Dracula says something. He's like, maybe they'll live uh, longer this time or something. So they keep mm-hmm. dying. So then you realize, yeah, he just wants to reanimate these things. And this should be the climax of the movie. So what happens? They like There's a big reveal. Van Helsing faces off against Dracula and he's like, Ah, Gabriel, we meet again. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We don't quite know what that means yet. Uh, well, they're angels, obviously. He's like a reincarnation of Gabriel or something like that. To so add another they, thing to this. Yeah, and then so then these vampire babies die. And then he's like, okay, now we got to find Frankenstein. So, but don't they find monster. Frankenstein by accident? They do. Yeah, they do. They just like walk on something and, <laughs> and tumble into his down. lair. Oh, hi. You know, uh, I'm Mr. Frankenstein. Oh, but then they, they escape. He grabs Kate Beckinsdale and then he shoots like a Batman cable and he's sliding away. Oh, Every, yeah. yeah. These he's castles. Got a repelling thing. These castles are like miles away from, you know, land. They have these huge, surrounded by huge chasms. Well, you can just swing mm-hmm. there. You can swing anywhere. Well, the. Uh, yeah, like Spider Man. The werewolf cuts the cable, and then they they do swing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But yeah, so they stumble upon Frankenstein, and Frankenstein's like, I'm a monster, (laughs) don't let Dracula find me. And he says, like, I I want to live. (laughs) I want to exist. You know, he sounds like... He's just a nice guy. Yeah, he is. He's a steampunk Frankenstein, too. He has, like, a leg that (laughs) shoots steam out of it. Steampunk is this Yeah, he is. I noticed that this time around. It's like shooting out some of the pistons in his legs. But Mm -hmm. uh, he sounds like, uh, like... 
John Reese Davies. Yeah, I can hear that. You can tell he's a very uh, theatrical actor because he's like. Um, and then they have to get Frankenstein's monster. I'm just going to call him Frankenstein. Yeah, he was created by Dr. Frankenstein. His last name's Frankenstein. Um, uh, to the Vatican, now, I think, is where they're trying yeah, to get him. now we've got a carriage chase. Jesus wait, Christ. Wait, wait. So right before, I think right before the carriage chase, I just want to... <laughs> April's just like, slow know, down. We've got to go through this movie beat by I beat. Know, but there's just, there was just one line that I was just like, the dialogue in this is so bad. It was said by Frankenstein because it's when like Jackman reveals that he's been bit. Yeah. And Frankenstein's like, now you're becoming what you've passionately fought, hunted, so, which you've fought so passionately. Uh-huh. And it's just like, who wrote this? <laughs> Stephen Summers. Uh, his name is Stephen yeah. Summers. <laughs> um, okay, so my favorite thing in the movie is this carriage chase because yeah. I thought it was fun. And even though I'd seen this before, like a couple years ago, yeah. they got me with that switcheroo. It's even though, absurd. like, there's at no point. I don't think that it's revealed that there are two carriages until that reveal. Yeah, so the the brides are after Dracula or Frankenstein. Now they and- want Frankenstein cuz Dracula's going to use Frankenstein to power his machine. Yeah, so Hugh Jackman is, you know, riding one of these these carriages. It's it turns out to be a bait and switch and Kate Beckinsale is really driving Frankenstein in another It was carriage. cute though because the, the okay, first of all, they have to go over a bridge, and this is a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> and so what happens? The bridge gets set on fire or something, or it gets blown out. Everything is on so fire. So they, they do a slow-motion jump, and I was like, oh, those poor horsies. Um, well, I mean, those horses are CGI. Don't worry, April. Um, so they, they get over, but the carriage the carriage doesn't make it. It falls. So Vampire Lady goes down to, like... The ones like, They're get like, him, save, get him, save, save Frankenstein. Um, and at the very bottom, she realizes he's not in there. And then there's a steak bomb in there. <laughs> S-T-A-G-E, <laughs> which is a very cute idea. Um, and then you reveal, oh, he was actually in the other cage. Yeah, um, so in it, it, and it then, then the up. music is like, da, 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 da. You know, it's it's very corny and yeah. cheesy. It blows like up and it. she gets staked by like the, the silver stakes and, and dies. So that's uh, two down. So now, okay, now when this scene couldn't get any more ludicrous, then there's like one shot that kind of just sums up the entire movie. And it's a shot, it's like Hugh Jackman is hanging off of this carriage. Uh, he's got his legs, you know, the the wheel is like turning between his legs, so he can't let go. And he's like, oh! He's riding along. They have a wide shot. It's like the carriage is riding along the edge of a cliff that's probably like a mile long. The carriage is on fire. There's yeah. a Frankenstein inside the <laughs> carriage, and there's a wolfman on top of the carriage. We got it all. And I'm like, movie. that just sums everything up. It's just. And you'd think that would be awesome, but it's just <laughs> it's too, too much. much. Oh, well, it would have been awesome if you just like saw that scene out of context. Oh, yeah. like, this movie looks like fun. But after everything that came before, yeah. you're like, oh, just let it All end, All these scenes please. out of context are fine. But together, yeah. it's just a mess. It's just you can't give any more. Like, I'm out of adrenaline. I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still haven't made it to the big finale yet. <laughs> Um, We're not even close. Okay, so we got to <laughs> skip over a bunch of stuff because basically what happens is Van Helsing goes to like the Vatican and there's a vampire ball, oh, vamp- but nothing really happens I there. Forgot about the fucking vampire ball. All you <laughs> yeah. need to know is that there's more swinging. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's kind of a non-action scene. Like any producer would have read the script and go, "We got to lose this vampire ball sequence. Nothing is learned we really here. Don't need it. It's not and really it's, fun." It looks like so. one of the biggest set builds in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Huge. Tons of extra. Oh, yeah, because there's a whole, like, circus that's there, and, like, Hugh Jackman is dressed as, like, an acrobat. They have acrobats above this gigantic uh, dance hall. Yeah, at the end, like, nothing has really changed. Like, Kate Beckinsale was captured, and then they got her back, and... They killed a bunch of vampires. Big whoop. Yeah, so it's revealed that... Yeah, and they got Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Which could have happened during the carriage chase sequence. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So now Dracula the, has Frank. Before they go... To, I have to say this, but before <laughs> they go to this ball, uh, for some reason, Van Helsing blow darts Frankenstein. He loves knocking people Why? out. Why? Why did... Could he... Well, because I think... Because Frankenstein... Because he said he's going to trade Frankenstein for, for Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. yeah. 
But it's not important because... But then he just leaves him yeah. in like a, a mausoleum, like in a crypt or something. Because I think Frankenstein says like, ah, oh, it's okay, you can do it! Yeah, Frankenstein you can do it. like let him ha- do it. Yeah, but couldn't he, yeah, couldn't he have it, just like asked him to stay quietly in the crypt? Nicely. Did he have to blow down? Uh, can you, do you, have you met Frankenstein? He's always screaming! <laughs> Hear him. Couldn't be trusted to keep it on the down low. Yeah, so but so, it's revealed that I guess Kevin J. O'Connor just as Igor hangs out in the crypt. Yeah, that seems to be the yeah, they show his hands coming out of one of the uh, the coffins in the outside yeah. or something. But it's, it's, it's really not important. So the big reveal at this party is that everyone at the party is a vampire, and then yeah, uh, but nothing happens. They just like let the bomb go off yeah, and it kills it. Aforementioned sunlight bomb, big. Deal. Yeah. So now and, we're really well, at the scene before the end of the movie where we have to figure out how to get to the end of the movie yeah so the, it, these vampires are introduced and it feels like 30 seconds yeah. later they're all dead because yes. of this one stupid this seems bomb. like a scene that would be in like the extended cut you know oh for sure like it's like a director yeah we're like oh they went to a vampire ball but they cut it when they realized that you didn't need yeah. this but now no one's gonna say no to Stephen yeah, Summers the only thing that happens is that he gets Kate Beckinsale back or Beckinsale yeah. God. Beckinsale Jeez. you could easily make the cut of the introduction of that bomb and I mean, it would probably have to be done on like a scripting uh, way, and they'd have to do reshoots to like patch well, it up. I like, but, yeah, I like the switcheroo in the carriage scene, but you could easily end that with um, Frankenstein still getting captured somehow, and then we would. But you don't that, even need, you know? yeah, Kate Beckinsale to be captured. Not at all. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it so. means because nothing. it's like, is it supposed to develop the fact that Hugh Jackman is in love with her? Because. They barely even have chemistry in this movie. Uh, he does rescue her by swinging on a blue screen. How many times? <laughs> a lot of times. Okay, wait, wait. We need to get to the climax of okay, this movie. Okay, so they find uh, Dracula's hideout in a like well, a in, in the portal. most complicated way yeah, ever. So it's basically like that scene from Black Dynamite where he like explains the villain's plan. But then this this they find a mystical magical doorway. Yeah, yeah. you got to say the Latin. I, it didn't even make any sense to me. He also didn't, he like, didn't even read, the, he's like, you have to read this inscription, and he didn't even read it, and it just opened, because he had the last piece of the puzzle uh, or something. Just, was that even set up? I don't even know. At the beginning, he uh, does find this, the, some priest is like, here, take this. Oh, I see. Okay. It's very um, oh, convoluted, ding, ding, ding. Um, anyway, so yeah. they go through this icy portal thing that looks like a Stargate or something. Yeah. Oh, and and are we at Frankenstein's castle? No, because there's two castles. Dracula's yeah. castle. He's got a bigger yes. castle. Connected yeah, by a right. big bridge. This thing is huge, Ooh. by the way. And this action scene goes on forever. Oh, we have God. the vampire. Well, I, I want to. You know, there was supposed to be an introduction of another character in the scene. When they, uh, Kate Beckinsale and the friar go to find the antidote, they were supposed to be attacked by the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, really? Yeah, you can find storyboards Again, for it online. And then Stephen Summers was like, no, that's too much. Yeah, he said, that's too that's much. A, he did say that in that. interviews. Even he realized that that's way uh, too much. You know what? I disagree. I think that, you know, I get kind of tired watching this movie of just the brides doing all this yeah. stuff. If there was a new monster every action scene, I think I'd probably find it more fun. Yeah. Oh, it's just so yeah. Uh, his design for the creature from Black Lagoon, though, didn't look very... It had, like, a long tail that it used all the time. And I'm like, I don't like that. Oh, they had designs? Like, uh... Yep. Uh, they're storyboards. Oh, really? It looks very, like, lizard-like. Yeah. Like the the Todd McFarlane lit. Like, very... Uh, it, actually, it has big eyes and, like, kind of a long face. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. He, he, he's, mm-hmm. like, pushed the design. It's got to be bigger. No, it's got to yeah, be... Everything's yeah. got to be bigger. It's got to be CG. But like, I'm Stephen Summers. At the end, like, Frankenstein is hooked up to the machine. He's reanimating the vampire babies, which is bad. We don't want that. And so Vampire Wife is going after Kate Beckinsale. And um, at the same time, Hugh Jackman is going after Dracula. But, and at the same time... Um, Igor is fighting David Wenham. Yeah, the two side characters. <laughs> Everyone gets the two sidekicks. <laughs> but um, this uh, vampire chick fighting Kate Beckinsale, it's really annoying because she just keeps like throwing her across the room. Mm. And there's like a video essay that we watched like a really long time ago, which is like action movies have a problem with villains just throwing characters around <laughs> and mm. not killing them like they're supposed to. Yeah. And this has that problem. And even at the end, Kate Beckinsale is like, 
you know what? When you say you're going to kill someone, just do it. Don't talk about it for 10 minutes. And then she stabs her. Yeah. It's like, thank you. We had, to, we had to watch like a 15 minute scene just to finally get that. Uh, at, the, at the end, it's like Kate Beckinsdale is just lying there. Bones are pulverized. <laughs> she can't move from being thrown everywhere. You know, after all this talking about like how big every action scene is, like in this sequence, Hugh Jackman turns into like a werewolf mm-hmm. and then back to Hugh Jackman, then back into a werewolf. Yeah. It is the killing of Dragon. It's kind of anticlimactic. It is. Where it's it like, is. Oh, I actually missed I it. I missed it and I had to <laughs> yeah. rewind to watch it again. I'm yeah. like, what did I miss? But like before that, the funniest scene is like the antidote is in this like giant syringe mm-hmm. and there's this huge like Grand Canyon sized chasm <laughs> and David Wenham is like a t- on a, like a bridge and Kate Beckinsale's on the other castle and she has to swing and throw it to him in the Oh no, rain. he has to throw it to her. She says, throw it to me. Oh God. And it's so dumb. But it, at that point, I'm just like, whatever. But then just, uh, just Frankenstein had escaped from the castle earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's swinging around. And he swung and saved David <laughs> And he's David like Wenham. 500 pounds. Like he can't swing. Well, it's even funnier because he falls out of the castle and for some reason uh, crisscrossing the castle are just random cables everywhere. Uh, there are electric cables to power the Frankenstein sure, machine. Sure, let's go with okay. that. And then, so he breaks off one of the cables, and he's swinging on with one arm, and then he falls, hits another cable, and swinging again. There's it's so real much swinging. Swing fest. I should have played some swing music. Yeah, I expected you know John Favreau to have written this, and it's called Swingers, and then yeah. he does swing dancing. <laughs> oh boy! But anyway, um, I'm like, what am I watching? Swing kids. I did kind of like. <laughs> I did kind of like. The, uh, you gotta uh, workshop that a little bit, Colin. We can just edit in a good joke. I did kind of like the uh, um, when Dracula turns into his like big bat creature. Yeah, I think it looked good. He's he barely does it the whole movie though, which is kind of yeah. But then they just annoying. fight. So you've got these two horrible CGI oh, creations. Oh, hang on! It's revealed that werewolves can kill vampires, which makes yeah absolutely very important. No sense. Okay, so that's. I was like, how did how, Dracula though? die? They, they they have special venom in their blood or something? Uh, their teeth? And as someone points out that they're like, wait a minute, but Dracula always fights, always has werewolf assistance. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's why, because he controls them. But what if he loses control? That's why he has an antidote. It's like, this is that very makes complicated. absolutely no <laughs> And he stirs the antidote in a, like a crystal ball or something like that. Yeah, like if he loses control of the, the werewolf, he's going to have to go to this crystal ball yeah, place. Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, he could yeah. just apparently bite him at any time. He has to inject him. them before... Uh, before he gets bitten there is really one really really funny scene when they show up at the castle and uh i guess they find uh frankenstein's monster he's kind of encased in a block of ice oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was insane it's like dry ice too it's like um fogging yeah he's being hauled up and it's just his head sticking out the top of this block of ice like something from like like a parody movie like a dracula dead and loving it or something great movie Oh um, god. So anyway, he faces off against so, Dracula and wins, but it's, it's a CG a, mess. But uh it can't it comes at a price. Yeah. So what? Well, I I got to say that when they're fighting Dracula, a lot of the set is exploding around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the practical set. But yeah, there's no like push and pull. It's just we don't know what's going it's on, so it doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure they they blocked it out and then they I don't know, they probably wouldn't use a motion control, but they are miming the camera movements. Pretending, you know, squibs are going off and explosions are happening, sets are collapsing. And then later, you know, these animators at ILM kind of have to make sense. (laughs) Yeah, figure something out. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, okay, what can they be doing in here to motivate, you know, these things? And then it doesn't quite line up or work out timing wise. And it just just feels very messy. So Hugh Jackman, he kills Dracula, but uh uh-oh, he's turning into a werewolf. Okay, wait, I have a question. So at one point... Uh, they say, like, at the stroke of midnight, <laughs> Dracula will get control. And then midnight hits <laughs> and nothing really I think happens. it's the first stroke of midnight. So it's like gong and then he turns in. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be like counting down. So there'll be like 12 strokes as they fight. But they didn't really no, do that. No, they didn't. I, I, oh, God. I was so checked out at this point. It anyway, just... Hugh Jackman jumps on Kate Beckinsale because he's a wolf and he doesn't know what he's doing and then she had the antidote in her hand obviously so she stabbed him as he jumped on her yeah and it's and he turns that... back and then he somehow killed her no wounds nothing it's no. not clear what happened she's already lying in like a kind it of it was beauty bed. that killed the beast and then of course he goes <laughs> oh 
Kate Beckinsale in this case being the beast. Yeah, I actually wrote this down. I thought of you, Justin. I said, he kills oh, did you? Kate Beckinsale. Oh, kill <laughs> Werewolf of London. Oh, and he's really sad about uh, you And guys. then, but you know what? Stephen Summers saves the best for last because... Yeah. The film ends with Hugh Jackman standing on a hill somewhere, it's like I think, a, it's like looking a, up into the, the clouds. It's like a cliff overlooking water yeah. as Frankenstein is paddling away on this very rickety-looking yeah. raft. It looks funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's burning her body. And then, of course... Guys, don't burn my body on a cliff if I die. I won't. Um, and then uh, we've, we've oh, mentioned this before. You can cremate me. I'm but, good. Uh, he looks up into the sky and he sees her face and she's reunited <laughs> with her family. And it's like super Wait, is her family all there? I just think I just see her face. Uh, no, her family is there. Yeah, you see Characters her? we haven't okay. met. Yeah. And then you okay. see her brother. Anakin Skywalker, and yeah, Yoda, exactly. and Baby Yoda. It's like one by one. And then it's her, her father. It's a group blah, blah, shot. Blah. And then it cuts back to her. And she cries, and it's like a little one cloud tear. I didn't know. No, it's like a little fly, uh, like a falling star. Yeah, that, that... and then it turns okay. into a shooting star. Oh, talk about the schmaltz. Uh, but I was. She, it doesn't look like Kate Beckinsale. It doesn't. It looks like an off-brand, like her stand-in yeah, shot so in front of the green screen like, or something. Is this his wife that died? Did he have a wife? No, and then I, I rewound it. He's it, in love with Kate Beckinsale. Like, oh, it's Kate Beckinsale. They've barely known each other a day. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. It's very un. And again, they don't really have much chemistry. Yeah, but look, look Uh, how much they packed into you know. I have a complaint that uh, the film should have ended with him being like. We have to go kill a human fly or something like that. Like it I thought that, that it did end the, with a little bit of like a sequel set up to. No, not really. No. No. It's no. Not even like a. It just ends uh, with Kate back in sales. No, you know, uh, you know what it does. Clouds. What? This is like I, I'm just picturing the guy playing this mandolin like furiously, and it's like this would be it's Marco Bellatrami no, himself. This would, like, damn, this would be like you know the Eddie Van Halen of Van Helsing times, and people would gather. <laughs> they would come to to the theater to see to see him pluck the well, mandolin. You were imagining it was one of those two-headed electric guitars, but <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. mandolin. But it was like a mandolin. Yeah, Marco, he does those like four-hour mandolins. No, this, is, this, is, uh, this is Alan Silvestri, man. Oh, isn't it Marco Bellatrami? No. Maybe they both worked out. Uh, Alan Silvestri has the score credit. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's a, I think, this is pure Why Silvestri. did I think it was Marco Bellatrami? Did he do... Maybe they collabed. Maybe like, he's like, Marco, no, Marco, no, no. I need some mandolin. I need, I need oh, you. Oh, I just got confused. Yeah. But yeah, it's Alan Silvestri because Alan Silvestri also did The Mummy. Uh, oh, okay. That explains it. But you know, Marco Bellatrami, I believe he did the score for the Tom Cruise Mummy. Oh, gosh. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I haven't seen that and I'm not going to. Um, So that's Van Helsing. We made it, you guys. So much. Um, And I have to say, I really can't recommend this movie. Maybe it's like a throw on uh, if you're at a party, because as we said, um, drop in. (laughs) People, and you want to clear the party? (laughs) Party's over, guys. Drop in for scenes, but you can't sit and watch the whole thing. I would say watch it in small doses. It it becomes annoying because it's like. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, barraging your senses, and again, because the plot is so confusing, you're just like, ah, I just can't follow all these stupid, I've got convoluted a, plot I've got a pounding headache right now, like just talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, would you recommend it, Justin? Oh, yeah, definitely. If you watch it in yeah. chunks. Otherwise, stay yeah, away. I would, I would Only do that, chunks. too. Yeah, 15-minute chunks, I would say. Just do it by action scene, because they're one after another. Mm. And yeah. just turn it off. But it, yeah, there, there's a lot of fun moments in it, for sure. There are, but as a whole, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't I mean, work. It, gets, it gets a real bad rap. And I would rather watch Van Helsing than the Tom Cruise mummy oh, any sure. day yeah, of the week. Yeah, it's not boring. I'll give it that. No, definitely you know? not. Um, and and so, uh, yeah. yeah. some well-shot scenes, you know. It's, it's a monster really. mash, which is fun. And I think it was uh, perfect to close out the Halloween season. Uh, once again, mm-hmm. we are very sorry this episode is a couple days late. <laughs> Ow! Uh, Werewolf of London. I can't wait till we don't hear you do that again. And uh, <laughs> so, if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. Tweet at us at no such thing pod. 
um, uh, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie mini episodes every two weeks uh, next episode uh, which will be out this Friday we're going to stick to the same schedule is about Dr. Sleep and uh, also the next episode coming out is going to be the listener request um, oh. so if you're at the $2 if you're at the $2 level or above um, we should have ended Shocktober on that <laughs> this is scary if you're at the $2 level or above you will um, be submitted for the draw which we will contact you this week if you won to get your recommendation please nothing that we have to order by mail please be gentle with us and uh, my email I mean uh, my Twitter is uh, at April at Mansky. You can follow me on Twitter at DeClue J, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, letter J, on Letterboxd, Justin DeClue, or every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast with the Bay Street Video Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And if you're interested in the Motern Media movies, um, check out Motern on Motern? Yeah, that that's the name called? of the book. Yeah. yeah, that's the book that Justin just uh, wrote with uh, Will Sloan, where he interviews the Motown Media guys about all their movies. And I'm reading it right now, and I'm rather enjoying it. So check it out. Where, where can they get that? Uh, they can get it on any Amazon. That's basically where it is published. And yeah, so we did an episode on Don't Let the River Beast Get You. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, listen to that episode. And then buy yeah. Don't Let the River Beast Get You on Blu-ray at goldninjavideo.com. There's a bonus movie on that disc that is a movie that they made, a feature film that has never been released anywhere until now and there might be a secret movie yeah. on there too that's also great yeah yes. we were watching the blu-ray the other day the movie looks great but mm-hmm. the, the yeah, great chance quality looks really good uh so that's it so tune in next week for um the listener request episode hopefully it uh, will not be too bad i'm excited uh, i'm i'm <laughs> are april. you excited i'm april at mansky van helsing <laughs> i'm justin DeClue. i'm colin cunningham and remember there's no such thing as a bad movie what, one more a woo I was waiting for it. it. (laughs) One more for the road. (laughs) I hate doing it. Please, I'm not a performing uh, wolf.